Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fly ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And gone. What a game. What a moment. What is up, my friends? Welcome to Flippin' Bats. Alex, we have a lot to discuss oh, today. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the baseball world. We finally got a really substantial move that we're going to break down. The Astros signing Josh Hader. Uh, Hall of Fame announcement tonight, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock Eastern. So we're going to talk a lot about the Hall of Fame, the players on the list, some newcomers, uh, what my ballot would look like. Uh, so we'll talk all about that. Top 50 players list rolls on number 15 to number 11. Top 50 players for 2024. We have a baseball movie draft that we did or uh-huh. that we will do. And then, uh, yeah, some some questions at the end as well. So this one's going to be fun. We have a lot. We have a lot. I have been dying to hear about Augusta. I texted you, which as like, Per usual, got nothing back for a couple of days. Hey, that seems as harsh. as expected, though. You're not, you know, you were playing. You were playing Augusta. Okay, I have to know. Was it like everything and more that you thought it would be? How it you- was. It was an incredible experience. And to be honest, to say I could I could talk about this for for hours. Yeah. And I don't even know where to begin. But it was one of the coolest experiences to get to play. The nicest golf course in, in the world. Um, Have you was, been to the Masters before? Or was this your no. first time there? First time there was my first time playing. <laughs> first so time? Member, that's insane. The member, you do that's that, the member right? that we played insane. with just couldn't, he just kept saying, like, you might be one of the only people ever to never, yeah. be, like, you played Augusta your that was first your time. First, that's ever insane. Like, so, yeah, it was just, it was so wow. much fun. It was beautiful. The first, we got really lucky with the weather. The first day was like, there was a frost delay in the morning, okay. so we went off a little later, and it ended up being 58 degrees and sunny all day. The tournament, the course is tournament ready at all times, Yeah. so it was pristine, and we were the only ones out there. It was- Wait, what? Yeah. You had it to yourself. We had the you course had the... to ourselves, yeah. Ben, I hope you realize like how insanely cool of an experience that was. Yeah, Once in a lifetime. Of you thanked course. the member, everyone you were oh, with. Oh no, forgot to thank him. <laughs> Did you give? Did you I bring think. a gift, like a thank you gift? How do you bring it? Uh, no, Anything. I yeah, I did a lot for yeah, like okay. I was yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but it was so much ah. fun. Uh, played played <laughs> played really well the first time. So I ended up playing it. We the first day we played twenty seven holes. So we went around, played well. Almost eagled the second hole. Like lipped out for eagle. Ended up birding. Dang. Shot an eighty six the first first round, which I was very happy about. We played yeah. from the members tees. And then the second day, we played from the Masters tees, which is where the, all the way How back. How much further back is it? So the, the course is 6,300 yards. The yeah. Masters tees are 75.55. There's 1,200 yards <laughs> further back. Oh so I went 86, God. and in the second round, I might have shot a 186. It, uh-huh. is, it is not fun back then. It is fun. I take uh. that back. It's like a really cool experience. But, oh, shit, was it hard from back there. Yeah, one favorite thing. If you could say, like, your favorite thing of the whole experience, what was it? That's a good question. 
Um, my favorite thing of the whole experience, to be honest, was just like experiencing it with like being able to play Augusta with my brother was yeah. really cool. Um, I had two eagle putts, which I'll forever remember. Uh, 16th hole, really famous 16th, yeah. like over the water. I almost made it, I almost had a hole in one there. Um, could you imagine? Oh my God, I like, would have. Could you I would have lost my mind. I did almost lose. Yeah. But it was it was great. Uh, I could I could talk about it for hours. I know. In fact, to to Elizabeth, I have I feel like she's. A, a, I was bragging about you too much because I had the entire Curry family in town this last week, and they're all golf obsessed. Like they were all at LA yeah. Country Club all week playing golf. I was like, you know, Ben's at uh, Augusta. <laughs> they're like, are you, wait, what? Yeah. They're like, oh, I've had like doctors I work with that like get the text and they're like, I'm on a plane tomorrow. Like, it's just you go. When you get the opportunity, you go. Yeah. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so cool. Thank you. It was that fun. is so cool. But yeah. as you mentioned, we finally got some big pitching news, right? We've yes, had some big finally. free agents move and signings. But now, this week, Josh Hader. Signing with the Astros, five years, $95 million. Was this the best landing spot for him? For him personally, yeah. You get on a team that's very capable of winning the World Series yeah. next year. And so he, I think he's in a great spot. It, is, it was an interesting move, right? But here's why I'll say this move was necessary for the Astros. Okay. Because the Astros' bullpen was good. It was not great. And when you look at the recipe to winning in the playoffs, that involves... Two or three dominant starters. Three starting pitchers. And a really dominant bullpen. Yeah. And they have had issues this, this offseason with, with the bullpen. So I like Ryan Presley a lot. He was the closer. I, I think Josh Hader's going to slide into the closer spot, and you'll have oh, yeah. Presley and then Josh Hader. But their bullpen took a big hit. Montero was not good last year. Mm -mm. And then you lose Graveman for the year. Mm -hmm. He got surgery, just announced he's out for the year. Hector Neris, gone. Phil Maton, gone. Ryan Stanek, gone. So there were a lot of innings to fill. Okay. So I do like this move for that reason. It was a good bullpen, not a great one. This, to me, feels like a move for October. That's what it feels like. The offense will be good. Starters will be good. And now you have a dominant, dominant back into the bullpen. You're adding Josh Hader, who's an all-time great reliever. Over the last decade, I think Josh Hader might be the, the top closer. He's one of the top closers over the last decade. Spare me the bullshit of his 5-2-2 ERA last year. I really don't care. It was just a couple bad weeks. You go back yeah. to the playoffs of 2022, yeah. he's allowed just nine earned runs in 78 games, dating back to 2022 playoffs. So I like the deal a lot. Five-year deal for a top closer in baseball. It's an unprecedented deal. Um, there, you, you don't see closers get this money. In fact, no. it's the most upfront money for a closer in the history of baseball. Jim Crane has been dealing with a lot of clamoring on from Astros fans saying he's being too cheap and not doing enough. I think this was this was an unprecedented deal for him. I, I like it a lot. It's the longest and most lucrative deal in Jim Crane's tenure, yeah. dating back to 2011. Um, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. It probably helps they got your brother on a really good deal back, Justin Verlander, because the Mets are still paying for a majority of his contract, so they had that money available to go out and get another arm. So you mentioned, now they, they still have press... Presley, now you yeah. add Hater. Is this now the best one-two punch in the league back end of the bullpen? So uh, when you start looking around the league, I would right now say this is going to be the best one-two punch. I think Ryan Presley continues to be one of the most dominant and underrated closers yeah. in the game of baseball. Now, the interest, I, 
look, Ryan Presley, last year his strikeout percentage started to decline. He's, a, he's getting older in, in baseball terms. I think he's 35 years old. Now you bring in Josh Hader, who's been one of the most dominant closers over the last decade. So I, I do think that they are the best one-two punch as of, as of right now. I think you can look around the league. If, if um, Felix Bautista for the Orioles was healthy and going to pitch this year, I think yeah. Bautista and Yanir Cano is the best one-two punch. But that's, that's not happening. Yeah. So you have um, Barlow and Classe and, and with the Guardians. You have Iglesias and Mentor with Atlanta. I, I just Duvall and Rogers with the Giants. The, the Orioles get Kimbrell now to, to pair with Cano, but I'm not going to take Craig Kimbrell and no. Yanir Cano over, over these two. So, mm-hmm. look, I, I do think, I think Josh Hader might be slightly post-peak, right? Post like dominant prime in his career. Yeah. But I I really do like it. And honestly, real Astros fans know that Brian Abreu might be the best of of both of these two. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. But uh he's he's gonna be dominant for them for a while to come. So I, I would say yes. This is the best one two punch in baseball as of right now. Mm-hmm. For the Astros, I think this move, as I said, was necessary. What does it mean for them? I believe this is I believe this move is a direct understanding that the window to win for the Astros is right now. There's a lot of impending free agent question marks. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Ooh. after this year, free agents. So there's a chance this upcoming season is the final chapter of the Houston Astros core that we've seen make seven consecutive ALCS appearances, right? Yeah. Justin, could... What what does his future hold after after this year? This is his last year on the contract. There, right? it was yes. two years. Two but, years with the Mets. Right. Yeah. Wants to keep pitching, but who knows? Altuve, Bregman, Justin, the core that's been there for for a lot of these years. What this what's is their, next? This is their last ditch effort. Right. And as a team, though, like that has absolutely dominated the AL West, as you mentioned, the ALCS, as many years in a row as they've been there. This is very on brand for the Astros, going out, getting what they need. They know what it takes to get to the postseason and win in the postseason. Yeah. So they acknowledged the holes, the issues, and the more we talk through it, I'm like, okay. It did makes, you yeah. did, did you not did you I not like know. it? Ever? I don't know at first. I was like, huh. Hater to the Astros. But the more we talk through it, obviously it's a great landing spot for Hater. But as you just said, this is like kind of their last season with like the full core to, to really go for it with a lot of question yeah. marks after that. But he's going to be there five years. Did that five-year $95 million contract, as you said, the most guaranteed yeah. for a closer? Alex, you just, front? you just don't you don't want to initially like anything the Astros know. You know what I have to say? It's hard. You know what I have to it's, say? As a Dodgers fan, it's really hard. But because of you, because of your brother, and the family connection to the show, I have gotten a lot better with it, right? Haters gonna hate. What? See what I did there? No, it wasn't even good. Yes, it was. Josh, haters, hater, haters, haters gonna, gonna hate. Haters with the team now. Haters gonna love. Haters gonna love the Oh, Astros. you're the hater. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Because tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, the 2024 Hall of Fame class will be announced. So we're going to run through the top five first-year yep. candidates. We're, we're going to talk a lot about this. We're just going to start with the top five first-year candidates, starting with Adrian Beltre. Uh, look, Adrian yeah. Beltre is a newcomer, but spoiler alert, he's a, he's a shoo-in he for the Hall be. of Fame. I love Adrian Beltre, third most homers by a third baseman in MLB history. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to get in. I'm really excited for him. He was so much fun to watch throughout his career. There's not a lot of guys that 
just you could tell had so much fun playing. Nobody had more fun so playing baseball fun. than Adrian Beltre, and I'm glad he is uh, finally going to get his uh, his due. Yeah. Next up, Chase Utley. Yeah, Chase Utley is a uh, polarizing one on this mm-hmm. list, I think. There's one, he was kind of known as, look, I don't want to say dirty player, but there was that one play that everybody remembers from Chase Utley's career uh-huh. where he took out a player at second base and, uh, yeah, really hindered that that uh, that career. So, look, Chase Utley's going to be an interesting one. Polarizing will be a topic for, for a while to come. I don't, yeah. you know, does he get in this year? Probably not, but... He will have a chance. So six-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, 2008 World Series winner. Uh, good one on this list. This is a, this Hall of Fame ballot. We'll, we'll talk this in is, depth about it. This is a great, This is a great, great one. Uh, Joe Maurer. I love Joe Maurer. Yeah. He's an a unprecedented catcher in his career, one of just four catchers to win MVP in the last 50 years. Um, so he's a big one to, to enter this list as well. David Wright. I have a soft spot for David Wright. Virginia guy. Love David Wright. One of the nicest guys in the world. Career was sh- cut short because of his, like, chronic back pain and yeah. his, the injury that came into play. But before that, I mean, absolutely a Hall of Fame path. Mm-hmm. Ended up seven All-Stars, two-time Gold Glove winner, two-time Silver Slugger. Yeah, it just sucks. It sucks his career was was cut as short as it was. Uh, the, the Captain America for a while in Team USA. Yeah. So um, he'll be an interesting one. He is so kind to you. So he grew up in Virginia. Now he lives in my hometown, married one of uh, my high school friends that I grew up with. Really? Yeah. What's your hometown? Manhattan Beach. Oh, I knew that. Born and raised, never left. Yeah. I knew no, that. No, I left. I went like one town over. Born and raised, <laughs> never left. <laughs> I mean, would you if you grew up there? Probably not. Okay, let's move on. Bartolo Colon. Ugh. Big sexy. I know. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Man, Bartolo's car- Bartolo He's Colon's career—he is legendary. He's legendary, just as a person. He pitched for 21 he, years in the big leagues. How did league. he last so long? Like he lasted so long. Yeah, it's a good question. I will say, people people might forget that Bartolo Colon came in the league as like this guy that was skinny, smaller dude. I mean, I know the end of his career. Not even the, we just remember him as big. Big, sexy, this sexy. big, this big, big man out on the mound. But he came in as a guy that th- Bartolo Colon threw 100 miles an hour. His career changed and eventually became this, like, guy that just needed to hit his spots. But he pitched forever. 2005 AL Cy Young, four-time All-Star. However, he has a career ERA over four. I think it's 4.12 career ERA. I don't know if he's going to get in, but I do love that he is on the list. 2,500 strikeouts in his career. Good for Bartolo Colon, first year here. Though the guy is still trying to pitch places. He's still twelve different teams he pitched for in in the big leagues. I'm yeah. counting. I'm like, is this right? I'm seeing if there's any like repeats, but he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. Most notable accomplishment. Hit that homer at Petco Park. Yep. With the worst baseball swing of all time. So good for him. He's hilarious. Ah. Uh... Okay. So those are our newcomers. Let's uh let's talk before before we get into to more Hall of Fame ballot stuff. Let's talk yeah. last year's results because look. Well, yeah, because there's some top guys that don't get in. That yeah, that's a, that's a very big thing with the Hall of Fame. So here's last year's results. Important note: if you didn't know, you need 75 percent or more to get enshrined into Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame. So last year, these are the names that 
did not get in. You had Todd Helton really close, 72.2%. Billy Wagner, 68.1%. Andrew Jones, 58%. Then there's Sheffield at 55%. This year is Sheffield's 10th year on the ballot coming up, which is his last year. You got 10 years on the ballot. If you don't get over 75%, done, off. Uh, Carlos Beltran, A-Rod, and Manny Ramirez were also rounding out towards the bottom, 35 and 33% for A-Rod and Manny. So a lot of room to make up for those guys. There's a lot of room, I, which is crazy to think that a lot of these guys, obviously there's other reasons. But right now, I want you to put on your voting hat, okay? okay. If you had a vote. Now, we've both shared our opinions on how this voting system goes down and how we think it, it needs to be changed and adjusted somehow. But if you were voting, mm -hmm. who would be on your Hall of Fame ballot? Okay. So I really like this list a lot. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of really good names. So I'm going to start with a newcomer, Adrian Beltran. Mm -hmm. He gets my vote. He's in. Again, third most homers by third baseman in MLB history. One of the best very, very good defensive third baseman as well. Uh, just love him, his career, love watching him play. So for me, he's, he's a vote on my list. Five gold, five gold gloves, two platinum gloves, might I add. So he's on my list. He gets my vote. Next up, I'm going to go with Todd Helton. Okay. Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. He's not yet. I hope this is the year he gets in. Here's what, here's what frustrates me with Todd Helton. You look at his numbers... He's absolutely a Hall of Famer. I think he's getting screwed because he played his whole career in Colorado. Mm. And for whatever reason, voters, voters hold that against baseball players because their numbers are a tad inflated because of the elevation. But it ain't, it ain't his fault. He, it ain't his fault he played his whole career in, in Colorado. So why are we, why are we t holding that against guys? 316 career batting average. 414 on base percentage. The man is a Hall of Famer, and I do, I do think he gets in this year. I just think voters like hold it against guys and make them wait a little bit longer because of that situation. But in my opinion, it's bullshit. So he gets my vote. All right, next up. Next up is Joe Maurer, a guy we talked about in the newcomer list. Mm -hmm. Again, one of four catchers to win an MVP in the last 50 years. That list includes, other than Joe Maurer, Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez, Thurman Munson, and Buster Posey. When you think catchers, over the last, over this generation that we've just seen, Joe Maurer comes to mind. It would be a catastrophe if the man doesn't get in. I do think he gets in. Three batting titles as a catcher is insane. I remember watching him grow up playing baseball, watching him do his thing, and he was just, he was, he, he did it other than any other catcher I've ever seen. High on base percentage, high batting average. Catchers aren't supposed to hit as well as he does, right? Catchers have a lot of other shit to do out there. They you got to catch. You got to call a game. You got to lead a pitching staff. You got to be the leader of the defense. To hit as well as he did, no question in my mind, Joe Maurer's a Hall of Famer. I will say we're seeing it a lot more now. Like, we're seeing a lot more catchers now kind of be a power hitter on these teams. Yeah. So he but it, like, it kind of, like, set the tone. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say Joe Maurer is necessarily a, a power hitter. He's just a pure... Hitter. But to, back to your point, we are seeing it more yeah. now. But you still see the guys like Martin Maldonado stick around and have a hell of a career because of how good they are defensively and how good they are at leading a pitching staff. Yeah. And that will forever be the case. Is you, can, you can stick around for a catcher as a long time without being a great hitter because you can do other things well. Joe Maurer did everything very well, and he's a Hall of Famer. All right, moving on. Who's next? 
Next up is Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner is sixth all-time in saves. Why hasn't Billy Wagner gotten in the Hall of Fame? Why? I, I, I don't understand it. Closers, closers struggle to get in, but the man's a seven-time All-Star. Again, sixth all-time in saves. I, I just don't get it. A lefty. that the, Billy Wagner's story is so cool. Grew up playing baseball. He threw right-handed. He broke his right arm, learned how to throw left-handed, and ended up a big league closer throwing 100 miles an hour left-handed. He taught himself to throw left-handed because he broke his right arm. It's such a cool story. Also from Virginia. Funny story about Billy Wagner. I feel like over the last few years, I've been very outspoken about Billy Wagner needing to be a Hall of Famer. And one time, one time I like tweeted about it. Yeah. And like when all the Hall of Fame voting was coming out, and I think I tweeted Billy Wagner. I tagged him at Billy Wagner should be a Hall of Famer. And all I've done on social media when it comes to Billy Wagner, I feel like is advocate for him to be a Hall of Famer. I click on his name after I tagged him. I'm blocked. I don't know what the hell I it did. Could be, it could be like a sore subject and it's kind of like triggering for him, maybe. No, he retweets other people that are like, yeah, Billy Wagner, Hall of Famer. I'm, he just doesn't like you? Why? I don't what know. I what did you do to Billy <laughs> Wagner? I've never met the man. <laughs> never met him. Wait. Six oh, all-time saves. He gets my that's vote. Tough. All right, moving on. Who's next? Oh, this one's a soft spot for me. Another one. Yeah. like these are all soft spots for you. You're very emotional about the guys that you like. Very emotional really, about the game like, of baseball. Yeah, Alex. we know that. Uh, another one is Andrew Jones. Grew up a Braves fan. Andrew Jones was like my one of my favorite players growing up. Andrew and Chipper Jones. Love Andrew Jones. Um, he he absolutely gets my vote, and I think okay. he I think he should be in already. It's frustrating that he's not. Yeah, I feel like this next one's the same. The next one is Gary Sheffield. Yeah. Now we're getting into some interesting names. Gary Sheffield does get my vote. This is Gary Sheffield's final year on the ballot. Year 10, he's trending as of right now at 74.7%. It's like 0.03%. And the voting, it's done tonight. We'll find out if he gets in. Um, Look, I I think Gary Sheffield's a frustrating one because there's always been that steroid link to him, Mm -hmm. but there's no basis to that. Look into it. Look into Gary Sheffield's link into steroids. It's, it's, a, it's ridiculous. The guy was never caught. The guy never tested. The guy never tested positive. He was just linked in, in a story with, with Barry Bonds. And there's just it has always felt like, yeah, there's this little smudge on Gary Sheffield's name because of that. Well, do your research. And that's if you listen to Gary Sheffield talk about it, that's what he says. Do your research. Look into it. Don't just hear what everybody else is saying because the evidence is out there. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely think he's a Hall of Famer. He gets my vote. Moving on. Who you got next? Moving on is Carlos Beltran. Uh, Carlos Beltran, the fourth most homers by a switch hitter. One of the best switch hitters in the history of baseball. 435 homers uh, was fantastic. Uh, World Series winner as well, I think, is his first year on the ballot. Uh, his voting his voting totals were a little bit less, but he is very much so trending up. I eventually think he'll get in, but I think he got a little bit of a knock originally because of the link to the, not just a link, the, the word out there is that Carlos Beltran was, was the leader in the clubhouse with that Astros situation back in 2017 mm. um, and then ended up getting a head coaching, a, a managerial job with the Mets. 
And then when all that came yeah. out, the Mets were like, yeah. Nah, Bye. we're gonna, we're not gonna do that. You don't want to be connected to that. So I do hope, I, I hope he eventually gets in. I, do, I would like, I would love to see him as a manager. I do understand the Mets just not, just like pumping the brakes a little bit. I hope eventually he gets a managerial job. I hope eventually he becomes a Hall of Famer, fourth most homers for a switch hitter, and one of the best of all time. Next is also interesting, and a coworker, Alex Rodriguez. We know the accolades. Uh huh. As a baseball player, there's no question, right? Yeah. As a baseball player, Alex Rodriguez is a Hall of Famer. Fifth most homers of all time, three-time MVP, 14-time All-Star. When you talk shortstops and you were to ask who's the most talented, who's the best shortstop of all time, A-Rod's in that question. Then he moved over to third base and that question as well. He's one of the most talented, best careers in baseball history. 329 stolen bases as well. But, mm -hmm. steroids. Yeah. And that becomes the question. What do you do with these steroid guys? What do you do with them? I don't know. A-Rod has done a fantastic job of turning around his public image. Fantastic. He was, he was not liked as a, as a baseball player. No. When he was still playing, people hated him. People love watching A-Rod now. And I think A-Rod does a fantastic job for us here on Fox, he does a great job being personable to people. You watch him around the stadium. He's great, and he really has revamped his image. And obviously, he's not, not in the Hall of Fame because of what he did on the baseball field. It's because of his image and, and the mm -hmm. steroid length. I would put him in. Yeah, I mean, we've gone to lengths talking about this with Barry Bonds. And the guys who really changed the game of baseball, brought it back to life in a lot of senses. Yeah. Um, they're the leaders in these categories of these all-time stats that we still talk about and we still use. If we're still using their names and talking about them as all-time leaders, why aren't they in the shrine of where we talk about the best of the best in baseball? It just doesn't make sense. So It does not make sense to me. I agree. And before I go in completely on that, let me reveal yeah. the last name on my ballot because this goes into the same point. Manny Ramirez. Mm -hmm. I would vote for him as well. Manny Ramirez, one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. Manny being Manny, right? 555 homers, 312 career batting average, 411 on base percentage, and one of the, one of the best, most fun personalities to watch playing yeah. baseball of all time. But mm -hmm. steroid link there as well. I would vote for him. Look, let's... Do you know how many... Players are in the Hall of Fame that have taken steroids. It just became, it just, the gatekeepers of the Hall I, of Fame it, finally decided to say, yeah, you know what, we have a problem with this. Here's why I have a problem with yeah. you, the voters. Here's why I would put them in. I don't condone steroids. In fact, it pisses me off. I played with guys in the minor leagues that I knew were taking them, and it just, to be honest with you, it's, it's frustrating it, it's as a player advantage. to see it happening yeah. and, and know, well, that guy, has, that guy has a leg up on me yeah. because of what he's injecting into his body. Right, and I, I, I hate steroids, and I, I hate, I, I, it really does frustrate me. However, here's why I would put them in. I believe that the Hall of Fame is a shrine and a museum for the greatest baseball players that ever existed. Mm -hmm. You can't have that conversation without talking about Barry Bonds, without talking about Mark McGuire, mm -hmm. without talking about Alex Rodriguez, without talking about Manny Ramirez. So I would put them in, and here's what I would do about it. I would 
put, I would open a separate wing of the Hall of Fame that says this was the steroid era. Yeah. These players played during the steroid era. They took steroids, but we believe that they should be acknowledged in the Hall of Fame for what they did on the field. Like you mentioned, Alex, 1998, the year after the strike, mm -hmm. baseball was in a tough spot oh, yeah. because of the strike. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa saved baseball. Yes, they did. And that 98 season, yes, they that did. home run chase, everybody, everybody remembers it, except for me. I was six, but everybody remembers it, okay? It was so <laughs> much fun. I remember it because I looked back and, you, you know, you remember the videos and uh -huh. you remember the home run chase and, and everything that happened. They saved baseball. And baseball knows that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now, it's... Well, they took steroids, so they shouldn't be in. Who's deciding this? These baseball writers, writers. that have never... Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I got mad. I knocked over Alex my water bottle. Alex is mad, too. Knocked over my water bottle. These baseball writers are the ones deciding this because they're the ones deciding that they have a problem with it. Well, I have a problem with them taking steroids, so I'm not putting them in the Hall of Fame. Well, that gets frustrating because a lot of these guys... A lot of these guys never put on a uniform and played in their life. No. So for them to be the ones keeping them out, because, and a lot of these specifically, Gary Sheffield, Barry Bonds, who didn't get in, well, they weren't known as the nicest guys in the world. In fact, they were kind of known as assholes to the media. And now these media are holding it against them all these years later oh, yeah. because they, they have an ability to because they were linked to steroids. And it's like, well, I'm not putting you in. But there's plenty of players that are already in that it's just, I don't know. That, that we now know we're on steroids. Get off your high horse and recognize greatness when you see it, okay? Yeah. It was a part of the game. The hitters, the pitchers, half half the clubhouse was taking steroids. It's uh, very say, well I'd say more known. Than it is very well known. Get over it. Like, get over yourselves. Like, you just... Mm. These players that, these these guys, these hitters, were facing pitchers that were also yes, taking... that's what I'm saying. It wasn't just them. So. They still had to hit the ball. That was... Put them in. Ah, acknowledge that they yeah. played in the steroid era, if you want. Acknowledge that they they were linked yeah. to steroids. I don't care. I just I don't want to go to Cooperstown to a museum no. and not see like the greatest players of all time. And um, yeah, it gets. Yeah, I love so that. So I would. I, I would like a special it. little like walkway. Welcome to the steroid era. Yeah. Also, the best time in baseball. Like it was insane. Like just do it. I would vote for him. Get over I would yourselves. put him in. So that's my ballot, Alex. I yeah. would vote for Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Joe Maurer, Billy Wagner. Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, A-Rod, and, and Manny. Okay, so I'm with you, like, on the P the PED steroid guys. But yeah. who on your ballot will get snubbed later tonight? Uh, I, I don't think I don't think Andrew Jones is going to get in. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a few names, but the, the toughest one for me is Andrew Jones. Mm. Because here, here's why. I think Andrew Jones played himself out of the Hall of Fame at the end of his career. But I don't think he should be able to do that. You look at his peak. Andrew Jones was the best center fielder that we saw. Ten-time Gold Glover, five-time All-Star, and he also hit over 430 homers in his career. Only Roberto Clemente and Willie Mays have won more Gold Gloves than Andrew Jones. He also finished up his career with a 24.4 defensive war, which is the most by any outfielder in MLB history by 5.6. That is a lot. It's a lot. I grew up wanting to be 
Andrew Jones. Oh, I was person. number 25 because <laughs> yeah. of Andrew Jones yeah. and how good he was. I was a Braves fan. I loved watching them, and I loved watching him play center field every single night. And when you look back on that decade, decade plus, where the Braves made the Braves won the division 14 times in a row, him and Chipper and Smoltz, they were the, they were the core of that team. And I just don't understand his offensive numbers, again, over 430 home runs. But when you have the conversation of, if I were to walk down the street and ask 100 baseball fans, who's the best, give me the top three defensive outfielders of all time, nobody's leaving Andrew Jones off of that list. And there's something to be said for that. And I, I really do struggle wondering why, I, I don't get why he's not in yet. And I, I, mean, I mean, I guess I do. Because at the end of his career, when he wasn't all that old, but you forget how young he was when he came into the league. Mm-hmm. But at, you know, 34, 35 years old, when Andrew was playing for, for the Yankees and the Dodgers, he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. He, wasn't, he wasn't good. So I think those numbers are, are now, if that's his lasting memory on a lot of these voters. And I, I just think when you look back at his prime, he was the best defensive center fielder there was. And offensively, he did enough. And I just, I do. I get frustrated that he's not in yet. I, I, I'm preparing myself mentally for him to not, not get in tonight. I don't yeah. think he will. I do hope eventually he gets in. He does have more time on the ballot. But, yeah, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. He is. Do you guys ever do, like, campaigns? Like, is that a thing? Like, could you do, like, a like image campaign? No, because it's not like it's a fan vote thing. No, it's, it's the writers. Right? What are you gonna yeah. like? What are you? What are you know. gonna? What are you gonna do? I don't know. That's tough. So I don't know. I would love to see him get in. I've I've heard a lot of former players yeah. talk about him as well about how he should be a Hall of Famer. So I hope so. But I'm I'm. Yeah. Worried. So that's all. Uh, that's all happening tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, the 2024 Hall of Fame class. But. Now let's move from some of the best players of all time to the best players of 2024. We are continuing our top 50 players for the 2024 season. We are now at 15 through 11. So let's get started with number 15, the reigning AL Cy Young winner, Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole, I think, is is the best pitcher in baseball right now. Coming off of his Cy Young Award this this past year, a 2.63 ERA for the season. 15 and 4 record, 222 strikeouts, a whip under one. I just think right now he's he's the best pitcher in baseball. And mm-hmm. pitchers are tough to pitchers are tough to rank in a list of top 50 yeah. players because they're not playing every day. Offensive guys are playing every single day. Pitchers are tough to rank, but I do feel comfortable having Garrett Cole in the top 15. He's a Cy Young winner. Yeah. 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 You can do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for allowing me to put Garrett Cole on my list at number 15. You're welcome. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Number 14, one of the most electric and exciting players to watch, Fernando Tatis Jr. I love watching him. I know. Remember when we were out there in San Diego? He, like, puts on a show. When we went. He puts on a show. When we went. To, he, it's, like, entertainment. Yes. You go watch him play, and you're watching a guy, like, entertain the crowd. He yeah. acknowledges the crowd. The place goes nuts for him. By the way. The guy came back last year, learned a totally new position in right field, and won a platinum glove. Yeah. Like. Insane. Got booed in almost every stadium he went to and then just danced. He just danced at everyone booing at him. Was like, okay. 
bring it on, and yeah. then just played great. Did play that great. That was a great attitude. I, and I, I think he's going to be better offensively. It is yeah. tough to come back, and I understand he came back from his suspension and, and why he was suspended. But regardless of why, it's tough to come back after missing so much time and not really have a spring training to get yourself ready. God, I couldn't imagine. I, I, had, I had to use every second of spring training. When, when, and, and he didn't have any of that. And he just jumps in, went on a little um, uh, a stint in the minor leagues to get ready, and then right back up to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. I do think he's going to be better offensively this year. But he didn't have a, a spring training to prepare himself or, you, you know, a spring training that led right into a season. I couldn't imagine. I remember my first, the first day at spring training for me, the first couple of days, I would get into the box and literally not even, we would have live BP. I wouldn't even swing. I'd just track pitches because guys are throwing 100. My eyes, yeah. again, to, to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you have, you're, you're literally timing your blinking. I'm timing my breathing. I'm timing my blinking. It is, it is the hardest thing to do in the world to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, the hardest thing to do in, in sports. And I'm literally just sitting there timing all of that. So first couple days, 100 miles an hour looks like 160. And you're like, how the hell? What happened? Do my eyes still work just as well? Am I going to be able to hit this year? So I'm just tracking pitches, getting my eyes trained again. So for him to not have that, for him to jump right back into it, he ended up hitting 257 with 25 homers. I think he's going to improve on that. Okay. I think he's going to hit closer to 280, 290 this year, have okay. a big year for the Padres. He's in at 14. All right, number 13, another player who learned a new position or played a new position this last season, two-time MVP, Bryce Harper. Yeah, and he's now the Phillies' first baseman going forward. Yeah. They, he's not, not going to be an outfielder any longer, at least as of, as of now. He's going to play first base, comes in at 13 on the list. We all know Bryce Harper. Yep. He had 293, 21 homers with, with missing a good bit of time, 72 RBIs and 900 OPS, one of the most clutch hitters the game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper here at... Where are we? 13. 13. 13. Now we're on to 12. Okay. Your boy, World Series champ, Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Kyle Tucker comes in at number 12. By the way, congrats to Kyle Tucker. I just saw he got married. Had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. Number 12 on the list. Hit 284 last year, 37 doubles, 29 homers, 30 stolen bases, one homer away from the 30-30 club last year. That sucks. 112 ERA or 112 RBI. Uh, really, really good year. Kyle Tucker continues to be one of the most underrated players in the game of baseball. Love watching him play. Um, great baseball player, shitty fantasy football player. Kyle Tucker comes in at number 12. Oh, just throw him under the bus. He wasn't taking that when we asked him about it at, at ALCS. I don't know. We interviewed him about here's, that. Here's the thing he with Kyle. Like... Here's the thing. You know, he was not phased, like not even. Phased you know, if Kyle question. Tucker is offering you a trade in fantasy, <laughs> that it's just you're getting screwed. There's just no point in even trading with the guy. He uh-huh. just tries to he just tries to screw you over. All right, uh, got to be ready for it. Great baseball player. Yeah, number twelve. <laughs> I love that. All right, and uh, last for this week at number eleven. Julio Rodriguez, the face of the Mariners. I think Julio is going to I think Julio is going to be in the MVP conversation this year. Uh, I think this is we saw a great rookie year. We saw a really good year last year after struggling for a bit mm-hmm. where he he himself look he was an all-star. He did his thing at the All-Star game in Seattle. Oh, he was great. Him. Broke broke some home run derby records and he himself said he was frustrated by last year and wants to come back and and be better. So I can't wait to watch Julio 
this coming season. He had 32 homers with 37 stolen bases. I bet you Julio's in the 40-40 club after this year. Okay. I bet you he goes 40-40. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. Number 11 on the list of top 50 players for the 2024 season. So that goes Garrett Cole, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper, Kyle Tucker, Julio Rodriguez. It's just every name from here on out is like, oh, yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're amazing. Top 10 starting next week. Yes. Which is, yeah. I'm excited to see how you rank the top 10. That's tough. I'm also excited to see. because oh, I did put it I, together yet? I, oh, I did, but it's oh. so long ago. I forgot who's in my top 10. I was 10. like, wait, what? You have, like, okay. No, top right, 10 coming up. Uh, we 10 through 6 next week. Yeah, I put it together months yeah. ago. And that's Whenever so every, we started it, you yeah. gave the full list. So every time we yeah. reveal it, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Good job, me. Yes. Yay, me. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up this week. Uh, we're, we're mixing it up a bit. We're going to do a baseball movie draft. Now, okay. we flipped a coin. We didn't. Producer Taylor flipped a coin. I got a text. Heads or tails. I picked heads and won. So oh, I got shocker. the first pick. Says who? <laughs> Says producer Taylor. Hey, are we? You were playing. I think you were, like, on the golf course while it went down. All I know is I got a text, heads or tails. I was like, for I don't what? like it. I don't like it. I will allow it. We will allow you to have the number one pick. But what I will say is if producer Taylor was fair at all, he would have both of us? He would have sent a group text. There would have been a video of him flipping a coin. Oh, you don't believe him? No. That's rude. I believe you, Taylor. You know what? Take the number (laughs) one pick. As long as you don't take mine. Take the number one pick. I will. Baseball draft. We're gonna we're gonna do a snake draft. So Alex will have the first pick. I'll have picks two, three, Alex four, five, me six. Baseball movie draft. Alex, with the number one pick in the baseball movie draft, what are you taking? I am taking Sandlot. I can't tell you how many times I watched this movie growing up. It was such a big part of my childhood, just not only watching it, but quoting it. I am also wearing, you're killing me, Smalls. It's a good shirt. My favorite. I know. Thank you. Here you go. Hey. Uh, So, yeah, Sandlot, my number one. Okay. Who you got? Uh, with my first overall pick, I am going to take my favorite baseball movie of all time, Major League. All right. It is hysterical. I will be, I am in tears watching this movie. No matter how many times I watch it, it is hands down the funniest, best baseball movie, in my opinion. There is not a number of times that I can watch it that would be too many. Major League is my first pick of the draft. I like that. Charlie Sheen, like, in his prime. Yeah. He's absolutely crushing it. Yep, it's great. Okay, you got the next one. Uh, Okay, next up, my second round pick is going to be 42. Uh, Look, I I love this movie. Every single thing about it. It's it's emotional for me. It's a movie that I I will cry every time watching it. And every year, I tweet out on on, uh, Jackie Robinson Day around Major League Baseball. I tweet out the same thing. It's a clip from this movie where uh, Pee Wee Reese goes up, they go up uh, around each other, and Jackie's getting booed from the crowd. Yeah. And Pee Wee Reese goes up to him, as you can see in this photo, puts his arm around him and says, Jackie, one day we're all going to wear number 42. That way you can be remembered forever. I just got chills. And now that happens. (laughs) I know. Jackie Robinson Day, around baseball, the entire league wears number 42 for Jackie Robinson. It gives me chills. I legitimately have goosebumps right now. It is awesome. I love this movie. I cry every time. I can cry every time talking about it. He changed the game of baseball. 
This movie did a really, really good job, I thought. They did a great job telling the story. Mm -hmm. uh, 42 is my second pick. I think it's also extremely important when you have movies like this, because you have the younger generation that maybe didn't know the complete story. You don't see it, but when you, you, when you watch movies like this, you, you get a feeling and you really understand what Jackie was going through, what the game of baseball yeah. had to go through to, to change the core of what they were. So yeah. it was a, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they did a great. That, they, that's a hard one. I, I probably would have taken that one next. Okay, now it's my turn with my second pick. I'm going to pick Moneyball. Great movie. Uh, right? Like, great acting. Like, just everybody in it. But Moneyball changed the game. And teams looked at players and looked at analytics differently, like, in that era. And Moneyball gave us, the fans, the inside look of, like, how this was going down and why it was going down. We heard about it, but... I'm a, vis I'm a visual learner, so, like, I need to see things to fully understand. So, like, you hear about all of it, but after watching this movie, you're like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I get it. And it did. It changed the game of baseball. It, it did. It's a great movie. I, I love the movie. It pro it's probably in my, my top five. Yeah. Uh, I love it. But you know my opinions on Moneyball. It I ended know. up just— You don't like, have to agree with it. No, 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 no absolutely. But it did change the game. It did. And it, yeah. It, it, but what it is, ultimately, is just a team being cheap, and it yeah. did—it never worked. Nope. The movie just glo glosses over the fact that they yeah. got the brakes beaten off of them in the playoffs and didn't—it makes it seem like they won, <laughs> no, and they it didn't. No. Yes, it does. Watch yeah. it again. It's like the A's went on to win the division and win— 20 plus games well, in a row make it, like, and, and make good. the playoffs and then in like the the fine print that you find on the bottom of yeah. whatever it's like and then they lost and then they lost <laughs> yeah it's great okay. movie it, it is a, a really movie. good movie i love it okay my final pick because we're doing mm -hmm. top three angels in the outfield there was just such like a sentimental connection to this movie, like being born and raised in Southern California, having it be about like a Southern California team, then working for the Angels for 10 years and just being a part of that franchise. So it just, yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a really big emotional connection to this movie. That's, yeah, it's yeah. good. I like, it was, I actually haven't seen it in, I don't know, probably over a Watch decade. It. I probably haven't seen it since I was a kid. Watch it. I just, yeah, it's fun. Okay, you just watched it? No, 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 I just watched Rookie of the Year. Well, it's not on your list. I know, but I just like we just started rewatching like old baseball movies. Like once we started talking about this, because that's Jeff's favorite, my husband's favorite of all time. So. Which one, Rookie of the Year? Yeah, that is it. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number six, final pick of the draft. I am going with Bull Durham. It's a it's a classic, and here's why it. Okay. Here's why it's absolutely on my list. It's a movie about like the grind of the minor leagues. You know, it's. It's Kevin Costner grinding out in the minor leagues. He's, you know, he's a guy, he's the all-time home run leader in minor league baseball. He can never get a shot at the big leagues. He grinds it out. He gets cut. He gets released. He looks for a new job. It's, it's, it's not even necessarily like the most, it's obviously about baseball, but it's just yeah. a great movie about Kevin Costner. Who, what's her name? Susan Sarandon. Is that what it is? I'm so bad with names. I think, yes. Okay. It, it is. Uh, and it's just, a, I, I just, it holds a soft spot in my heart because of, like, just the connection, connection in, in the minor leagues the and, and it being about yeah. the grind. And there's just so much funny stuff about, like, you know, like, one, you just play so much baseball. One year in the minors, I played 142 games in 150 days. It's crazy. <laughs> and, they like, there's one, there's a scene in this movie where, you know, the team had been losing a lot and they were pissed off and they all went out to drink one night and they're like, Let's get ourselves a rain out tomorrow. And they go to the field. They turn on the sprinklers. They flood the field. They get a rain out for the next day. And it's just like 
all of these things that happen are just like so spot on. Like, you know how many times we talked in the locker room about needing a rain out, uh -huh. wanting to get a rain out and hoping that the sprinkler stayed on too long. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a really cool movie um, that I resonate a lot with. Yeah. And it's, it's your emotional connection. Yeah. 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 Personal it's great. experience. So I went Same Major thing. League 42 and Bull Durham. You went Sandlot, Moneyball, Moneyball Angels, Angels in the Outfield. In the outfield. Nice. Yeah. Good picks all around. Yeah. Great good. picks all around. Great, great show. I know. We got some stuff happening, which is great for us in the offseason. It is great. It is great. By the way, great shirt. Uh, Thank you. You knew what your first pick was going to be. I did. And you just went with it. By the way, look at my shirt. I was trying. Unicorn? Oh. It's a Shohei it shirt. Shohei? Yeah. Nice. And it's him like. Balance? Oh, move my laptop. It's yeah. him doing both. Yeah. Pitching and hitting, and it like blends into each other. I was trying to figure that out, like looking in the monitor. I was like, it's a hitter, it's a pitcher. What is it? Yeah, Show. it's cool. Shout out, it's Retta. Fine. It's my girlfriend's sister gave it to me as a Christmas present. Oh, that's kind. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Good work, sis. Good, Good shirt for you. Good work, too. sis. That does it. Fun day, fun show. This Good was weeks. great. Yeah. Good week. Let's get something to happen for, for next week's show. Let's Big signing, Josh Hader to the Astros. Big stuff happening. Thank you all for listening. We have a fun, uh, fun week coming up we got a, we got some good guests coming up here in the future we got jose bautista coming on the show here soon we'll be back next week with another episode as well so thank you all for listening wherever you listen to your podcast make sure you're following subscribe whether it's apple spotify wherever you can also watch the show on youtube and we're on all social media so wherever you want to watch or listen you can so do it we're on all the socials. For this week. Thank you all, all for listening. Uh, that does it for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Until next time, my friends. <laughs>